Um, so University of Lausanne, as I've already mentioned, uh, has been committed to the uh, MELISA project by funding indirectly, I would say, by funding a study here, and there has been a PhD done by Theodore there, precisely on trying to uh, explore what are the possible synergies between terrestrial and space research agenda. And this was very coherent with the uh, rectorate of University of Lausanne, who has been committed to the issue of sustainability. And uh, the next rector of University of Lausanne has also clearly expressed that she would like also to commit on sustainability issues. And it happens that uh, the elect rector, Professor Nuria Fernandez, is herself a biologist. Uh, she has spent many years researching in the US and uh, she has been director of the here of the Integrative Genomic Center uh, for the last 10 years or so. So she's very much inside the issues of genomics, uh, synthetic biology, which have been, we have been discussing quite a lot for the past few days. So she will share with us a few thoughts about these uh, issues. So it's up to you. Do you prefer celui-là or celui-là? So I'd like to thank Søren Erkman for giving me the possibility to say a few words here. I think you've probably had a long day and I promise I will not take much of your time. I just would like to say actually a few words about the University of Lausanne and about sustainable uh, development. So as you've heard, the University of Lausanne has been a pioneer in Switzerland in that in 2011 already, it was the only, the first and the only one, the only university to put the words sustainable development or in French durabilité in the title of one of its, uh, of, of this, uh, of one of its section of, of its governance, one of its, its ministries, if you, if you wish. Um, and as you've heard, as of August 1st this year, Actually, most of the people in, in the team who directs the university now will change. So out of six people, there will be five new people. But uh, this future team has already had the occasion to meet at several occasions. And we are all unanimous in that, in that uh, team in our interest to actually continuing uh, the focus on sustainable development at the University of Lausanne. And what we mean by that is basically promoting uh, research, promoting uh, teaching, and promoting public awareness on sustainable uh, development. And our point of view is that sustainable development is in a way the paradigm, I think, of multi um, uh, of, of uh, pluridisciplinary or interdisciplinary also uh, research in that any field you can think of, I think, has something to contribute to sustainable, sustainable development. And here at the University of Lausanne, we have seven faculties. They range from faculty of biology of, and medicine, they grow through geosciences and environmental sciences, but then we also have law, criminal sciences, uh, public administration, um, uh, social and political sciences, and so on. And when uh, I, I was elected as the next rector of this university, one of the things I did was to go and talk to the deans of all of these seven faculties. And I was really 
actually amazed, but also really excited to learn that in every single one of these faculties, there are people who are not only interested in sustainable development, but who already work on sustainable development. Even in the faculty of theology and religious sciences, there are people who are interested about the ethics of sustainable development. Um, and so what we would like to do in the next five years is basically promote uh, collaborations between faculties uh, of people who are interested in developing very original projects that have to do uh, with uh, sustainable uh, development. But then, of course, if you take sustainable development in this very broad sense, what, you, what I understand you've been addressing in this workshop in the last two days is completely immediately relevant to sustainable development. Because my understanding is one of the things you're interested in is developing closed autonomous system where air and water can be reused uh, ad infinitum uh, and where uh, food is basically pro produced from what is in the system without, uh, out without depending on the outside. Um, and this, of course, uh, can bring things that would be incredibly uh, useful here on Earth. Now, as a biologist, I must say that, that I'm pretty satisfied and pretty happy that actually, as I understand it, the best way to get to such a system is actually to copy or to imitate or to exploit whatever way you want to put it, what the biosphere has been evolving over millions and millions of years. In other words, to use biochemical processes that now happens in various types of cells, to, uh, change them a little bit and, and make them work for us. Um, and this, as a biologist, again, I've always thought has a huge potential. I think by using organisms, by using biochemical reactions that exist and modifying them, we can not only uh, grow, uh, create more food, we can also use it to remove pollution, and we can also use it for many challenges that we don't even know are ahead of us. But then, if one believes something like that, if one, uh, then I think there is a plea to be made. And this is that the biosphere as it exists today on Earth is largely unexplored. I mean, there are tons of organisms we haven't discovered yet, we don't even know they exist. And there are tons of biochemical reactions taking place in these organisms that we don't know exist. And in my specific field, uh, you know, one of the most amazing things that has happened in the last few years is the discovery of what is called the CRISPR-Cas9 system, which is a system derived from a, a phage, a bacteriophage, from a bacteria that defends itself against infection by bacteriophages, and that allow us to go and change genomes basically at will. The method is not yet completely uh, error-proof, but it will be uh, very fast, I'm sure. And so I think whether you are a poet or an artist, or whether you're somebody like me who thinks that for your mental health, it's actually good to have open spaces with very few humans around, or no humans at all, um, you should fight for keeping uh, the open spaces we still have as they are. 
But I think even if you're not a poet, you're not an artist, or if you are an artist that cares only about, about urban uh, environments and that doesn't mind always being you know, in crowds of people, I was in Seoul very recently, and I can tell you it's quite an experience. Anyway, um, 28 million inhabitants in one city. Um, anyway, even if you are somebody like that, I think you should also uh, care about the biosphere because it's a capital. It's a yet unexploited capital, which I think will give us discoveries and solutions uh, to help us face uh, what is ahead of, of us. And even though I think I'm a pretty optimistic person, I think the challenges that we will have to face in the next few years will be pretty uh, gigantic. So just to finish this, uh, in other words, in the tradition of spatial research that has brought us uh, Teflon, but uh, also the GPS. Many people don't like Teflon, but I don't know many people who don't like the GPS. Um, anything you guys can bring us that help us uh, recycle more efficiently things and use resources in a way uh, that we can replace them as we use them, I think will be extremely welcome on Earth. Thank you very much. Uh,